Hello, everybody. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. I am excited to be here with you guys today. I have an amazing man of God that I admire um, and look up to tremendously on the show. And so I'm excited to dive into the content and I want to honor his time as well. But as I was preparing for the show, as I was spending time with the Lord, I was really seeking him to kind of get his heart behind this entire thing. And the scripture just kept swirling around in my spirit. It was Luke 24, verse 32, and I'm going to read it to you guys. I love this scripture. It's like a trademark scripture for me, but it goes like this. They said to one another, were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us? That's Jesus. While Jesus was speaking to us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us. And I absolutely love this scripture because these two guys were walking with the Lord and their eyes were open and they said, wow, we're we're not our hearts burning when Jesus was speaking to us on the road. And was he like, like he was explaining the scriptures to us and our hearts began to yearn, our hearts began to burn. And I just really felt like, especially having my guest here on the show, a lover of the word of God, a lover of the Lord. It's just that like there's there's some people that talk and when they're sharing revelation and they're sharing from the word of God, it just causes your heart to burn. It causes you to want more of Jesus as revelation is being shared. You know, there's something inside of us that just says, yes, that's true. Yes, I want that. You know, and you know, there, there's people that you meet in the world where as, as they're talking, you actually desire more of Jesus and you want to you want to live more for him and get to know him more. And so I really just feel like today's broadcast, you're going to be, your heart's going to be ignited. You're going to have a deep hunger for the Lord, satisfied and fulfilled as we just break down some amazing things here. But my guest today is Brian Simmons, uh, Dr. Brian Simmons, um, his wife, Candice. Um, who is very prophetic. She's got several dreams a night that the Lord gives her. I'm sure he'll share a little bit, but they've been described as true pioneers in ministry. He's a, um, a, as a spiritual father and mother. Um, they teach all over. They've written so many books. They've traveled all over the world. They've seen awakening and revival. So many people touched, you know, for the past 40 years, they've labored together on the mission field here in America. And Dr. Brian, he's actually currently working as the lead translator of the passion translation. I got my copy here, my leather bound copy but i want to introduce you how you doing brian thanks for joining us today hey thank you michael doing great here how about you yeah all's well all's well i'm really really happy thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with me today it's a pleasure yeah absolutely 100 percent. so the passion translation this is an incredible translation i was introduced to some years ago now a while ago now well me and my wife were in cambodia with iris ministries uh, my wife said oh brian johnson from bethel posted about this amazing translation and my wife knew that the song of songs really touched my heart for years and the lord used that book in the bible to break performance and condemnation off of me as i began to come into an understanding of the love of jesus for me and so she was like you got to read it in the passion translation translation and so i got it and it was just the very words of jesus just it was it's just a language of heaven it was how the lord spoke to me just popping off the pages and so um anyways i just i'm a lover of the passion translation i believe everybody should get a copy of it and so tell us a little bit about the passion translation where you're at right now and 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 what and what books you're translating thanks michael yeah the passion translation it's really in the heart of god for us to know his word and to feel the fire of the word of God. I'm going to just read quickly that verse that you quoted at the beginning of the podcast. This is in the Passion Translation. Why didn't we recognize it was him? Didn't our hearts burn with the flames of holy passion while we walked beside him? 
he unveiled for us such profound revelation from the scriptures. Amazing. So yeah, the Passion Translation is a dynamic new uh, equivalent. It's bringing the Word of God into the the language of today, into the heart of today, heart level. We're not trying to, um, you know, we're not trying to make other people leave their Bible translation to read ours. Yeah. We're just bringing our gift to the Lord. And for the last uh, 10 years now, a good 10 years, I've been working every single day in translating from Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic texts, bringing God's Word into this living, powerful, vibrant, inescapable, fiery, <laughs> I don't know what other uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, articulation I could use here, but sure. uh, it all started with the heart of God. In 2009, I had a supernatural encounter. I, I had a divine encounter. And as a result of this, I began the project with the Song of Songs. So it's been fun the last 10 years. Currently, I'm up to the book of uh, Judges. I'm finishing Judges and Ruth and Joshua. Those three books will be released uh, this year, uh, the end of 2020, with yeah. uh, uh, the title Courage to Conquer. I believe that's God's mm-hmm. word for our nation today, is to have boldness, to have courage to conquer, to rise up as deliverers and do what God has called us to do. Amen. Absolutely. And people like right now, they, they can get a, a Bible with the whole New Testament, Psalms, Proverbs, Song of Songs, and they could also get, I think it's Isaiah and Genesis now, right? Is available separately? That's right. Yeah, those, uh, those books are all out. And we hope to finish the entire Bible somewhere around 2026. So it's a long-term project and I have a great team helping me and it's just fun, really fun. So I know that you and your wife started on the mission field. I, I I know I've heard tons of stories just traveling with you, hearing supernatural testimonies of just being overseas, having your family overseas, and then you pastored here in America for a long period of time and saw the hand of God move profoundly. And so you didn't just decide one day, hey, listen, I just want to translate the Bible. <laughs> you know, you were like, you know, it was it was a mandate from the Lord. You had an encounter with the Lord. Like that's a pretty hefty thing to undertake. You know, years and years of translating the Word. But this is something that you know the lord spoke to you very clearly tell me a little bit about that yeah i have no doubt it was uh, just like i said a supernatural divine encounter and let me just preface this by saying that jesus is appearing to muslims around the world he's speaking to people in dreams and visions and we shouldn't be afraid of of the supernatural encounters that god might have for us yes they should be tested of course it needs to be found in the scriptures, but we believe that all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for today, and God yes. wants to speak to his people clearly. So having said that, in 2009, uh, two in the morning, I was awakened out of a dead sleep by the presence of the Lord in my room, and uh, I'm understating everything I'm saying here, but the Lord spoke to me, he breathed on me, he said, I'm calling you to do this translation project. He said, you will be persecuted and misunderstood, but I will stand with you. I will give you help. I will speak to you, and I will give you secrets of the Hebrew text. And uh, for some reason, that seems to bother people. But I'm telling you, Jesus is unveiling secrets in this hour. The secret things belong to the Lord. That's right. And the secrets of the Lord are with those who fear him. So we shouldn't be afraid of that word secret or mystery. It's found 20 
seven times in the New Testament, the Greek word mysterion. But regardless, it was that, that experience of the breath of heaven coming upon me that I began to work. And of course, the Passion Translation is not a perfect translation. There's no such thing as a perfect translation. Uh, there's always going to be things lost in translation. But we're trying our best to make the Passion Translation accurate, powerful, uh, dynamic, and to amplify the heart of God. People need to know God loves them, <laughs> that his passion yeah. is toward us. And especially seeing the hand of God, just like, honestly, I've, I travel all over the place and I bring up the Passion Translation to several people and it's it's spreading like a wildfire. There's just people that are being touched by the Passion Translation all over the world. There's amazing leaders that are standing behind it, Bill Johnson, the ban off, so many others that are reading from the Passion Translation, sharing, you know, and, and it's really, it's it's just spreading. It just shows you the hand of God, the favor of God. That this is really, really from him because there's so many translations that people could read and grab and, and really grab hold of. But I think what I really, yeah. what I really, really love too is that you make all your notes available in the Passion Translation. Like, and I, I'm sure it's not all, all your notes because you have a lot that's going on as you're translating, but there's so many footnotes breaking down Hebrew words, revealing amazing things. As the Lord speaks to you, you're, you know, it's, it's typed up in the footnotes there at the bottom so people can kind of, you know, come on this journey with you as you're translating the scriptures. I find I'm always going up and down as I'm reading. I'm always going to the footnotes just so I can kind of, you know, dive into that revelation that's down there. I absolutely love that. Yeah, we have over 10,000 footnotes to date, and I'm sure by the time we finish the entire Bible, there'll be, it'll be a study Bible, give people insights into the meaning of names, the, uh, what I believe is somewhat the hidden meaning in the text. We need to draw it out. And uh, it's so fun. I mean, it's exciting to see people reading the Passion Translation. We get dozens of testimonies every week of people being changed, falling in love with the Bible, falling yeah. in love with Jesus. I mean, that, that's the goal of our, of our time with the Lord and our Bible reading. It should be to draw us to His heart. So I'm very encouraged by the response uh, we're getting of people who are reading it. Yeah, and I remember in Bible school, going to Christ for the Nations and being, you know, friends that went to, you know, all these different Bible schools and theological seminaries. You have so many people that read the Bible just for knowledge and read the Bible for theology, and theology is great. You know, knowing the Bible is fantastic, but for me, it was when I first opened the Word of God, you know, um, when I was 19 years old and my heart opened to the Lord, and the the words of, of the book, you know, the words was in Jeremiah, the words are just leaping off the pages into my heart. It was an encounter with Jesus and the Holy Spirit like just breathed on the word for you know it, it leaped into my heart and uh, and every time I picked up the Bible after that encounter I was expecting to hear from the Lord I was you know I knew that he wanted to speak to me through his word and I just feel like so many people yeah we could we could break down the Hebrew and we could you know we could study and study and study but it's an encounter with the Lord you know, through the pages of the word that that changes us from glory to glory, that transforms us from, you know, from the inside and out. You know, so that's why I, I love reading through the passion, because I feel like it's it's the very heart of God behind the words. And there's just life on it. The revelation that just oozes out of it, it just puts it in a different context in a different way where it really just brings people possibly that maybe been reading the Bible for years and years and years. It just it just opens up something new to them so they can encounter the God of the word so that they could, you know, so that they can get to know him in a deeper way yeah that's that's so good and it's so true you know we don't want to just read the bible 
We want to understand God. We want to understand the Word. We don't want to just read it. Uh, I mean, gosh, we want to know exactly what it means and what it says. And that's what we're trying to do in the Passion Translation, to bring the wealth of meaning of the text, bring it out from under the surface, and put it right in front of the heart of every reader. You know, uh, it's so easy to misinterpret what somebody says in an email if you don't know them really well, if you have never met them, and you can misinterpret what they write. You know, that's why we have emojis. That's why we have emoticons, you know, so we're kind of softening things. But when it comes to God and reading His Word, it's so often we misunderstand what He's really saying. I think the classic example is in John 15, where Jesus says, Every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, I will take away. But that verb for take away, what, what if it's a mistranslated verb? Because yeah. the, the real significant meaning of that verb is not simply take away, it's lift up. Every branch in me, those are the key words in me, that doesn't bear fruit, I will lift up and I will bring fruitfulness into it. I will, I will nurture it back into a fruitful place Amazing. in my heart. Wow. So we all have days where we don't bear fruit. And he doesn't take us away because of that. He loves us so much that he'll lift that branch back to the vine. He'll lift it off the dirt. He'll put it back into the sunlight. He'll extend his loving nurture over that branch until fruitfulness comes forward. So just, you know, the right choice of words is so important. Any married person should know that for sure. (laughs) Using the right words when you communicate and making sure your heart comes through. And I think with God... If we have a lens over our heart that is, you know, God is mad. He doesn't like me. I'm, he's hard to please. Uh, he's a perfectionist. Uh, and if we have those, that lens over our heart, then we're going to read his word, you know, receiving condemnation. That's right. But our hope in the Passion Translation Project is to remain accurate, of course, to the text. But to the word choice, to bring... Uh, you know, it's the emoji Bible. It's the emoticon. We're trying to bring the heart of God yeah. through every single verse we translate. That's really good what you're saying. Because I remember the time, because I, when I first got saved, I knew the Lord loved me, but I didn't believe he liked me. And there was, you know, when I read the Bible, there's this certain, you know, perception that you have. Like you hear certain things in the scriptures, like just you were saying, like the heart coming through. Because, you know, I read certain scriptures specifically. I remember when my eyes were open to it, I was reading through and, and it was a last supper and Jesus was talking about Judas, how Judas was going to betray him and and all of these different things he was saying about Judas. And I remember hearing like disappointment and frustration and like anger in his words. Like that's that's how I read it. You know, when he was talking about Judas falling away. And I remember one day I felt the heart of the Lord breaking on the inside of me. And he was like, you think that I was I was happy or glad that 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 Judas was was going to betray me or you feel like I was just so angered. I was just burning with anger. He's like, you think I didn't know and you think it didn't break my heart. And I just I began to read those passages with a completely different heart set where I, I heard compassion. I heard you know, a heartbroken, you know, Jesus, you know, like where it says in uh, John 11, where it says Jesus wept when Mary of Bethany fell at his feet because she was riddled with doubt because of her brother dying because of Lazarus dying. It's just like he has emotions 
and his emotions aren't, you know, of course, you know, we talk about anger, all those different things, but like he was moved and it was, it, it, it hurt him, you know, to know that Judas was going to do that. And so anyway, that's just really important. It's like, Hey, yeah, you're right. An email, a text message. Sometimes you can't hear the person's voice behind it, but the more you know them, the more you know how they're saying something. And so the oh, closer, exactly. the closer I got to the Lord, yeah. I began to hear his heart behind the words that were, you know, that I would read in the Bible. And it was, it was, you know, it was huge for me. And so, yeah, I I think we've got to restore the emotive side of God and and to deny emotions is to deny your humanity. And God is the creator of our emotions. Of course, they can be distorted, twisted, uh, you know, stuffed down and misdirected. But when our emotions are free to love God and to love Jesus with all our heart, then we're drawn into the significance of what he's saying, and his word will come alive. His heart is attached to everything he says. So if, if God really loves you, he really loves you. You're going to read that <laughs> yes. clearly in the Passion Translation. Yes. If God is really angry, <laughs> he is really going to be angry, and we will make it clear in the Passion Translation. So we're, <laughs> we're trying to bring out the heart level of God's word that will touch the hearts of people. And you were and you were talking about how when you encountered the Lord, he said in 2009, I believe, and he said that he was going to unveil secrets to you and mysteries to you. This is one thing that when I travel with you, every time I hear you speak or when we're having a conversation, you're just breaking down the word and you're just releasing revelation after revelation after revelation. I imagine it's hours and hours with the word of God breaking down the text, but it's also just the the vibrancy of your relationship with the Lord. But like I've, I've heard so many things that have spoken to me, um, you know, that when when you were sharing and just breaking down different revelations and mysteries, what are some of the things that God spoke to you in the process of translating? And there's a few that really stick out to me, but what are some of the things, especially now, I haven't spoke to you since you've, you know, released Genesis, but what are some things that have transformed you as you were breaking down the text in the Passion Translation, like certain revelations that really changed the course of your life and the way you think? Oh, gosh. Thank you for that question. Let me give you two. One will be in the New Testament. The other will be in Genesis. John. John 19, 30 and 31, the last words of Jesus, it is finished. That is the Greek word, tetelestai. But we already have Jesus quoted on the cross speaking Aramaic, speaking Hebrew uh, Aramaic, his heart language. In other words, Jesus did not speak Greek on the cross. It is probable that he didn't speak Greek, period. But we know at least on the cross, his dying moments, he was speaking his heart language. And that word is kala. It wasn't tetelestai. It was kala. And kala means finished. Indeed, it is finished. Thank God. But kala also is the Hebrew word bride. What if for 2,000 years, we have been deprived of the fullness of what Jesus said on the cross. Of course, it's finished. We're not taking that away because Kala does mean finished, but it also means bride. So I translated it, uh, it is finished, my bride. In other words, it's finished for who? It's for his bride that he did this. He died for his bride. He was born from the wounds of his side, the blood and water that poured forth That's where we were born again, according to John, by blood and water and spirit. And the Holy Bride of Christ was formed that day at the cross. 
Then Genesis. Wow. Uh, here's what just rocked my world. When I discovered the word for pain, we all have pain, right? <laughs> yeah. Physically, emotionally, we all go through painful situations. Yeah. Okay, the first mention of pain in the Bible is the woman uh, having pain in childbirth. But the word pain is the Hebrew word etsev, and again, it has another meaning. Like most Hebrew words, they have homonyms, homonymic meanings to them. So etsev also means creativity. Think about that, that pain and creativity are linked in the Hebrew mindset. Wow. And if you think about it, it's out of the deepest pain that creativity is born. It's the incubator. Pain is an incubator for creativity. How many songs of worship and pieces of art, music, dance, drama, etc., have all come out of the pain of a person's heart? They channeled that pain and it became creativity. Even, you know, giving uh, birth to a child, you are creating, uh, as it were, a life. You're giving birth. So pain is meant to give birth to something within us. Paul says, I travail and labor, that's the word used for labor pains, uh, to bring forth Christ in you. So our pain will bring deeper dimensions of Jesus into our life. So those are the two things that, I mean, two out of 2,000 that have changed my life forever. I love the multi layered revelation of the Lord. I love how one scripture could mean so many different things. I love that, you know, the, you know, the, the, the ancient text, you know, the, you know, Jesus, you know, the Lord, he's called the ancient of days, but we could receive something so fresh from him. You know, like if, if we're still on this earth for thousands and thousands of years, there's something new that is always going to be revealed, you know, about, about the Lord, about who we are in him. And I love that you even spoke about like, you know, Hebrew and the different breakdowns of like, of, of revelation and depth of revelation. I've heard you share that so many times, but there's, but maybe, maybe maybe share about that for a few minutes. Yeah, it's very important that, that our, our listeners realize that it's impossible to do a word-for-word translation. That is like if, if they're truly a scholar and a true linguist, they will tell you, you cannot do a word-for-word translation. It will not bring meaning into the receptor language. So what we've got to do is uncover the meaning of the text and bring it forth into the receptor language. In our case, it's English. So we're looking at Hebrew that has multiple meanings, like uh, the Hebrew word for fear, the fear of God. I don't know what comes to your mind, Michael, when you hear that, the fear of God, but it, it isn't equivalent to our English word fear because the Hebrew word for fear carries a far greater universe of meaning. It can mean worship, awe, jaw-dropping wonder, you know, to be stunned in the presence of God with who he is, not just trembling in fear, even though that is a legitimate aspect of, uh, of the Hebrew word, sure. but it means so much more. So yeah, I, I encourage our listeners to uh, pick up the Passion Translation, read it along with any other translation you choose, and and uh, compare it and look at the footnotes, and I'm sure it will bring encouragement to friends. Well, I know people that are listening right now, and myself too, you know, it's just, 
you know, when you when you're when you're reading through the Passion Translation and you're going through the footnotes and things are just jumping off the page and it's revelation after revelation. And when you know when when the listeners and myself listen to you speak, Brian, it's just years and years of history with the Lord, of walking with Him from the mission field to to America, to pastoring a church, you know, a church to traveling. I you know. Um, you know, doing, doing a tenor of ministry and translating the Bible. It's years and years of you growing and getting to know the Lord. But there's so many people that are struggling to hear the voice of God. There's so many people that, you know, have a hard time reading their Bible because they're just not getting the revelation, you know, that, that we're speaking about right now. It's dry. You know, they're not, you know, they're not really connecting with the Lord in an intimate and personal way. Like, what would you say to someone who's just like, man, I really wish I can get revelation like that. Like, I don't, I don't hear Jesus as clearly as, as, uh, Pastor Brian does. I don't hear, you know, I have, I've never had an encounter with the Lord, you know, like, like Brian or like Michael speak about. How would you, how would you encourage someone like that, that really want, they, they want to dive into the word, but they just don't know how to really sure. receive from him? Yeah. Intimacy, of course, is always the answer to be, uh, alone, quiet, and tender before God. Ask Him questions as you read the text. Uh, just ask Him, Lord, what was in your heart? Show me the meaning. Give me your grace today. And then just just give Him time to speak to you. So I think revelation comes from a deep well of inspiration. And that inspiration yeah. is, is uh, caused by intimacy. So intimacy, in- inspiration, and then revelation. So intimacy is always the starting point of being quiet before the Lord. Ask him to search your heart. That's a scary prayer, but ask him to search your heart. See if there's anything that's hindering me, any belief system, any fear, doubt, unbelief, any lack of love that I've walked in. And when we empty our heart, you know, you, you can't be filled until you get emptied. And Jesus said, blessed are the poor, the emptied ones. When you're emptied, that's when you get filled. So it's okay to be dry and empty. Just be honest about it. And let the spirit rush in like a river flowing to the lowest place. It will always rush into that need that we have. And revelation will come. And we just thank him, you know, for for the little things, the little steps on our journey the little secrets that he shares with us. We thank him for it. And as we grow in gratitude, revelation increases. Well, that's what I would tell him. 100%. 100%. And I love that you talked about like need and going low and emptying yourself because that was that, you know, that that's what led to my first encounter with the Lord. And that, and that's what leads to my daily communion with him. My, my recognition that I need him on a daily basis. If we feel like we can go throughout the day without a touch, without a word, without communion with the Holy spirit, then that's exactly what we'll do. And he'll be present and he'll be, you know, wooing us and drawing us. But at the same time, like when you, when you, (laughs) when you go throughout your day and you, and you worship and you spend time and you open up the word you're you're telling him i need you i need you and the bible says he pours out grace upon the humble and he opposes the pride you know the, the you know the proud and so it's this thing of like acknowledging i need you and it even says in isaiah 66 where who does the lord dwell with those who are contrite of heart that tremble at his word you know it's just this it's this it's this neediness of lord i'm nothing without you i i need you I, I love you. Just have your way in my life. It's that heart set. It's that attitude. And then also for me, before I even get into the word, and I love everything that you said, Brian, but for me, like before I get into the word, I just put on some worship music and then I just start to sing to him or I'll just 
spend some time worshiping and really just get into that mode and get into his presence where I'm feeling his peace. I'm feeling his love. It's tangible. It's, it's alive in me. And then at that point, you know, I may worship 10 minutes. I may worship five minutes, maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes, but then I'll start opening up the Bible, you know, from there and I'll start reading through the word of God. And that's when it just really, you know, you're already in that place where you're just in tune with the Holy Spirit. And so for me, that, that really, really helps. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, worship is is the key, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. And one thing I love about you, Brian, is just you've been serving the Lord for so long. You've known the Lord for so many years, but you've just remained tender and you've remained sensitive. And the fact that you're a man, but you're not afraid to express your need for Jesus, your your passionate love for Jesus, the fact that you herald you know, the book Song of Songs, that that is like your heart message. That is what you love to share more than anything else. And you love the whole word, but you love talking about the Song of Songs and telling people how much Jesus is passionate about them. And I just, yeah. you know, for me, and, and you know, there's so many people that you meet and they may know how to communicate the scriptures and they may know how to, you know, break down the text and, you know, do all that and, you know, share from a pulpit. But you are the same way off stage that you are on stage. You're just you're just full of grace, and it's just the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life from years of knowing Him and yielding to Him and following Him. And so I just I just recognize that, and I honor you for that, Brian. It's 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 truly an honor to know you. Well, thank you, and God is so kind, so merciful, so tender-hearted to those that that tremble before Him. And I, I love Song of Songs. My my. If I could just say to all of the listeners, please read the Song of Songs in the Passion Translation. Read it in any translation. But when you read it, understand that it's a love story between you and the Lord Jesus Christ. The word Shulamite and the word Solomon are the same Hebrew root word. One masculine, one is feminine. We are one with Jesus Christ. This is Jesus, one greater than Solomon. And we are the Shulamite lovers of God. And when you put yourself in that story and you read it, how she goes from, you know, angry burnout with the church, taking care of everybody else's vineyard and watching their flocks. And she ends up this beautiful, radiant, lookalike partner of Jesus. And he does it by love. He, he woos her and wins her by love, not by yes. angry, guilt-driven exhortations, yes. but by tenderhearted expressions of love so yeah song of songs uh it's hard for me not to talk about that (laughs) (laughs) absolutely 100 percent, and i love it that that's a book that changed my life from the inside out so many books the book of john you know but the song of songs just really transformed my mentality i used to just strive and it was so performance oriented in my relationship with the lord and yes i encountered him here and there but when i when god began to speak to me through the song of songs it just enabled me to commune with him on a daily basis without feeling like I needed to jump through spiritual hoops to get there, you know, or I needed to, you know, you know, do five good works before I could, you know, get into his prayer. It just became so effortless. It became so easy just to connect with him and, and hear from him and feel his peace and feel his nearness because I knew he wasn't far away and he wasn't expecting me to do a, a list of things before he'd be happy with me or pleased with me. And so that was revolutionary for me personally as a believer. And, you know, Brian, one, one my favorite things you know about this podcast it's called awaken podcast I, I want people's hearts to be awakened to truth awakened to revelation to see jesus in his majesty and his beauty and to also
also get revelation of who they are, how the Lord sees them. And I know that you've walked through a lot in your life with the Lord and you have a lot to impart. You have a lot of um, not just revelation and knowledge and truth, but you have just, you know, you could spiritually impart in the people's lives. And it doesn't matter if you're in person with them, laying hands on them, or if it's just listening to a podcast, you could release impartation. And for me, I just, I would love for you to pray as, as you're led and to really just impart into the people who are listening here today. I'd love to. And thank you, Michael, for the opportunity. Absolutely. Let's pray, everyone. Father in heaven, you love us with such a great love. You are so rich in compassion and mercy. Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, you united us into the very life of Christ, and you saved us by your wonderful grace. You raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the glorious perfection of who he is, to be in Christ and to be with Christ. Lord, I pray that today, everyone listening to the Awakened podcast, that they will see themselves as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, wrapped around with Christ, that your glory, Lord, your presence, power, and love, wrapping around each listener this moment, press out of our heart any distraction, any fear, or any thought of unworthiness. When your blood was shed, sacred blood makes us worthy. We thank you, Lord, for your kindness, your tenderness. Thank you most of all for our families, Lord, and how you love and cherish our families. We pray that miracles will take place in 2020 with our marriages, with our relationships, with our precious families. I ask you to do exceedingly abundantly beyond everything we could imagine or even dream of. Do it, Lord, we pray. In the great name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Brian, for taking time to join me here today. It's always an honor. It's always so enriching. Um, I, I really want people to you know, get a copy of the Passion Translation for a friend, for a family member, for themselves. But also, how do they connect with your ministry? Like, how do they find out your itinerary, where you're gonna be? Um, I know you go to Israel several times a year. Um, how do people connect with your ministry? Yeah, our ministry is called Passion and Fire, so they could go uh, passionandfire.com, and uh, we've got links there for our Bible school that we have, our online courses, our trips to Israel. Hey, we even do a cruise <laughs> once a year. Nice. So uh, that way we get to meet our, our friends and have some fellowship together. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I highly recommend that. Um, again, thank you, Brian. I just, before we get off the podcast today, I want to say thank you guys for listening. Um, review the podcast, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts so we could reach a wider audience. Thank you guys so much for taking time, you know, while you're driving or while you're working out or whatever you're doing as you're, as you're going throughout your day to listen to this podcast, you're a blessing, spread the word. Um, and again, thank you, Brian, so much. I'll, I'll be talking to you soon. Love you, Michael. Thank you. I love you too, Brian. Bless you. All right, everybody. Till next time, this is Awaken Podcast, and I'll be talking to you soon. Blessings. Blessings.